Thank you. Thank you to Tim, who stood, the only man to stand. <laughs> Bless you, Tim. I'll give you that $20 later. And, uh, it's great to be here. Look, you know, um, such a presence of God right now. Wow. And, uh, and I, I just sense, like, Jesus is here and wants to do stuff right at the beginning. Uh, we, we do want to share some prophetic insights for this year in a few minutes, but I, I feel like um, as I was just worshiping in that last song, I just saw a bunch of angels uh, carrying ointment in their hands, and I, I feel like that portrays a healing anointing that God is wanting to release in this place um, this evening. And so uh, why don't you, if you need a healing touch, maybe you're in pain, uh, maybe there's some part of your body you can't freely move because of pain or some other condition, or maybe there's some condition that you have that you really need Jesus, you would really like Jesus to touch you with his healing power. Why don't you just stand to your feet right where you are? I'm not going to get you to come out the front, but just ask you to stand uh, right where you are, and let's believe God for you tonight. Um, you know, there, there are con- I, get a, I get the sense of... Um, Greta's got something to share, but uh, people with asthma, if you've got asthma, I believe God wants to go after that and touch that tonight. Uh, if you get kind of, maybe there's other reasons you get breathless, but um, I believe God wants to touch people in the area of your lungs and, uh, and other areas. So just stand to your feet um, and we're going to ask the Lord to come. Holy Spirit, we, we release your wonderful presence and power. It's already here. We just step into it. And uh, Lord Jesus, we honor you as our healer, as our savior, as the coming king, as the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And we, we pull on, we call on that anointing that is on your life that you said, Lord, whatever we ask in your name, you would do it, that you would be glorified, the Father would be glorified in the Son. And so tonight we're asking in these next moments for your healing power to flow into everybody's lives in Jesus' name. Now, if you need healing, why don't you just put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing? Uh, if you can't touch that part or if it's all over your body, just put your hand on your heart. We're going to begin to pray. This afternoon, I felt Jesus say this. I have great compassion for those that are in pain or in suffering in some way. I want to heal them and set them free tonight. Mm -hmm. That is Jesus' heart to you. So right now, in his name, Mm -hmm. I take authority over pain and I command all pain All symptoms, whether it's illness or injury, you go now in the name of Jesus. Jesus Jesus set you free right now. Be healed. I release his healing power to you. Receive healing in Jesus' name. That spirit of asthma, Mm. we break your power now and we command you to leave every person. Be filled with the Mm. breath of the spirit Mm. and, and just breathe in new Breath, fresh breath and Mm. life of the Spirit in Jesus' name. I also just take authority over arthritis, uh, any kind, any form of arthritis in your body uh, in the name of Jesus. I I just, I sense there's uh, some people here, it's hereditary, like it it goes through your family line. And right now we take authority. Lord, I pray that you will break that off uh, in the name of Jesus, sever that line of infirmity that runs through the family, break its power. And, uh, and some of you in the room, you're afraid because you've seen uh, older relatives get sick in some area, and there's a bit of fear that's crept into you that it's going to happen to you, uh, whether it's fear of cancer, fear of dementia, fear of arthritis, or whatever. And I just break that fear right now off your life, because you don't have to have a life sentence because something's been in your family line. The power of the name of Jesus cuts that off you right now. We command those hereditary spirits be gone. We break infirmity. We break sickness off your life. And we set you free in the name of Jesus. I just get a sense of a tormenting spirit that's been oppressing some people in your minds through depression, oppression. You may not even be standing, but just put your hand on your head. In the name of Jesus, we release you to be free. 
We release you from that torment. We release you from that oppression. We release you from that darkness, that dark fog that's come around your head. We break its power. And Lord, we just loose your light. We loose your peace. We loose your joy in the name of Jesus. All over this building, we release your healing power right now, Lord. Thank you. Any, any growths in people's body, whether they tumors or cancer or whatever growths there might be, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you dissolve those right now? Any lumps, any swellings, we command to go in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just release your healing anointing. Spirit of God, would you just minister right now to your people? Just touch your people in this presence of Jesus. Lord, we ask those angels that are carrying the ointment that they would be released to minister that to your people throughout the room, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Just draw on that anointing that's here right now for healing. Just draw and say, Lord, I'm having that. I'm believing for it. See, if you activate your faith, and if you can't move some part of your body, why don't you just, as an act of faith, start moving something, start wriggling something, bend your wrist, tweak your fingers, move your neck, and gee, someone's getting healed in your neck right now. You've had a lot of neck pain, both sides of your neck, and Jesus, heal that right now and set you free. Just begin to move it. You'll find it's freer. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, all through this room. Somebody's being healed in their big toe. Um, incredible pain and inflammation. And it might sound like a little part, but you can't. Mm. The toe is absolutely integral, that big toe in walking. Jesus sets you free right now. You're going to walk pain-free in Jesus' name. Mm. Thank, Thank you, Lord. Lord. Uh, somebody, you've had kidney Jesus. problems. Your kidneys are just sort of lower, just sort of towards the back there, just around your waist at the back, and um, just put your hands there right now. In the authority of Jesus' name, I speak to those kidneys, be healed. I don't know whether it's a kidney infection or something's not functioning right, but the Lord heal you and set you free. Right now, you're just feeling tingling uh, in that area of your body, and the Lord's just healing something there. Just receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Somebody, you've been suffering with stones. I don't, I, it might be kidney stones or gallstones. I'm not sure. But I just see the Lord right now. He is dissolving them. If that is you, mm, receive it yes, by faith. Thank you, Lord. Be dissolved. Mm. Every stone in Jesus' name. Thank you, and Lord. we forbid Papa, any more from ever forming again. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And just, um, just going back to the arthritis thing, bone on bone, we just release new cartilage to you in the name of... He's a miracle-working God. He is a God of creative miracles. Might be impossible medically, but right now, Lord, create new cartilage and joints in the name of Jesus, new discs and backs in the name of Jesus. We just speak healing and release of your miracle-working power in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you just check, check yourself out? Move something, just check and see if there's any change. Some of your conditions, I know, uh, you won't be able to tell until time or a medical test has gone by, but some of you have conditions, you'll know that there's been change. So why don't you just give me a little wave, raise your hand. If you know there's improvement in your body right now, just lift your hand up. Okay, there's, there's some hands going up there and here and here and over there. That's awesome. And down the back, anyone over that side? Is Jesus healing over that side? Or is there no faith over that side? Just kidding, just kidding. All right, anybody? So God's just, you know, he's just keeping on doing it. And just keep soaking. You can be seated. Just keep soaking in faith in his presence as the meeting unfolds. And if the manifestation of your healing hasn't come yet, you just keep thanking God all through the meeting. And, uh, and just believe the Lord, something's going to change. Thank you, honey. Right, I said this morning that God is saying so many incredible things for, for 2018, and <clears throat> this is really just a few little sound bites, because there, there is so much more. But just before I, I start to explain, the Lord speaks prophetically, number one, through His Word. That's the primary way He speaks, but He speaks through dreams and visions. He also speaks through natural signs. Um, this could be all manner of things. Um, numbers, it could be movies, newspapers, natural events, and, and they, they um, become symbolic and affirm what, what God is speaking. So I'm going to be sharing some of the things um, that God is saying, I sense that he's saying, and, uh, and there will be these type of 
ways that God speaks so that you understand. This is the word that I feel to share tonight. It is time. God is saying it is time for many things. It is time for change. It is time for shift. And in in December, uh, during our holiday, we watched the Lion King movie. And in the movie, the baboon is called the wise man or the seer in inverted commas. And he prophesies it is time. And he said that twice in the movie, and, and God really confirmed to me this, it is time, it is time through this. A little while later, after he prophesies, Simba the young lion returns to take his place of governmental rule and authority. And then it was confirmed again through um, a newspaper article, and here's a quote by Donald Trump. I have determined it is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. It is the right thing to do. You know, Jerusalem and Israel are God's timepiece for the world. So we need to really watch always what is happening in that nation. And you know, what's one of the significant things is that 2018 is the 70th anniversary. 70 years ago, the nation of Israel was reborn. And this, it is time for change is related to 70 years. Um, in one of the dreams I had, I call it a Daniel dream because I was dreaming and simultaneously seeing Daniel, things um, about Daniel in his time, at the same time seeing events in our time. And, it was, and the, the 70 years really was the, one of the, the standout things. And, you know, we read in the book of Daniel that he... Um, he came across this prophecy by Jeremiah that the desolation of Israel will last 70 years. And then we know from history, from the Bible um, records, that King Cyrus then issued a decree to rebuild and restore Israel, Jerusalem. And in our present era, God is saying it is time to restore, to restore many things. Now the question is, what does 70 years mean to New Zealand? Remember that throughout history, God has spoken through signs in the sky as well. And early December, this newspaper headline leapt out at me. Supermoon lights up the sky. The largest, brightest supermoon in 70 years lit up New Zealand's sky last year. And this is what I feel God's saying. It is time for change in New Zealand. The time is coming when she will shine her brightest and her best. Now, you might be aware that the, we, we are having three supermoons close together. NASA's called it the Supermoon Trilogy. Tri means three. And I cannot tell you how many times, again this afternoon, that God's been speaking to me. I see these numbers, 333, 333. He keeps con confirming it. And there's a lot more to that 333. But we'll stick with the supermoon trilogy. Now, with the supermoon comes a king tide. The final supermoon, do you know what date it is happening on? The 31st of January, which is our open, open heaven night of prayer for our city and our nation. Now, what I feel God is saying, as God's people are coming together in prayer, God is turning the tide. There is a king tide coming to flood New Zealand. It is time for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on God's people. God is about to transition us into the fullness of his promises. It is time for shift. 70 years ago, and here is a quote by a man called David Eichmann, and he's talking about the USA, but it's, it's like many other nations, including ours. The entire culture began to experience a shift, introducing new gatekeepers and new worldviews in Hollywood, academia, and the media. You see, our world, our nation as well, has shifted far from God but the Lord is saying it is time to shift. God is going after these spheres of influence. And remember, we go back to the Lion King movie. Um, after that prophecy, it is time. Simba the lion 
took his place of governmental rule and authority. And God is calling us to take our place of governmental rule and authority in our own personal spheres of life and in a vision to those that, that, that he can entrust this to. Jesus is saying this, I am imparting governmental mantles to shift and transform cities and nations to release heaven's purposes on the earth. And that is why right now there is this massive positioning going on. The Lord is mobilizing and strategically moving his sons and daughters into influential positions in the world, just like a giant chessboard. And he's saying, mobilize and go where I send you. And he affirmed this again in a dream just a couple of weeks ago. In the dream, it was unusual. You know what I saw? A list of writing instructions. And these were the words that really... Um, were the most important ones. Active movement, action, forward, progress, go. You see, I feel that heaven is decreeing it is time for change, and we must decree this on the earth as it is in heaven. And then finally, we've just recently had the, the second supermoon, which was on the 2nd of January, and, and the king tied. But with this one, there was a powerful storm surge. Do you remember? It was, it was wild weather, the, the winds, etc., etc. And like the, the storm surge, there is a power surge of the Spirit coming. Jesus is about to release a new roar of power to his people, like in Acts 2 2, verses 2 to 4. And it will be suddenly. Because some years ago, the Lord said, We're entering a season of many suddenlies in the earth. It is time for more fire. God is going to take the fire to another level to empower us for his purposes, to empower us to mobilize and go and bring about shift and change because he wants to use you, every one of us, and me to bring about his purposes of change in, and shift in the earth. And I close with these final two dreams and this is why, and, and God really means business. Otherwise, he wouldn't give these dreams. I had two dreams about tongues of fire. And in the one dream, I saw scrolls in heaven. And there were a number of points. And one of the points was all about tongues of fire and this scripture again. Suddenly, there was a sound. I was reading it in my dream on the scroll. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty wind, and it filled the whole house. They saw tongues of fire that came to rest on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, God wants us all involved and included. And then in the second dream, I saw tongues of fire falling on God's people in many places on the earth. And, and Jesus said, I'm about to release tongues of fire across the earth upon everyone who wants it. I'm looking for those who want to be my burning ones. Do you want to be his burning one? I want to. I want to. And if you want it, you will get it. If you want it, you, you will get it. And he said, release tongues of fire. You see, and heaven is putting a cry in the hearts of people everywhere. And we are going to sing a song later on that expresses this cry about spirit come and fire fall. And as we do that, the Lord wants to release tongues of fire for power to shift and change um, to every person who wants it. That's awesome. I, didn't, I haven't heard that because we, we deliberately don't share with each other when we're ministering because we don't want to influence each other. But um, Greta is a seer prophet. So seer prophets are a little different uh, because they see a lot of God in natural things. Uh, so it could be a movie or a, a natural sign or something in creation or it could be a clock that's saying certain numbers. And so their antenna are usually up and it's, it's just kind of the way they're wired. And and I look at a clock, and I don't see anything but a few numbers, but Greta looks at a clock and gets a whole message out of it, and uh, that's the difference. But, uh, um, but I, just, I just so uh, amen to what Greta has shared. I, I think we are at an amazing moment in history. 
Uh, and as I said this morning, um, these next two years, this year in 2018, 2019, I think are incredible years of uh, positioning and adjustment in preparation for the 2020s because I believe that this decade of the 2020s that are coming, that is coming, is going to be uh, possibly one of the greatest in church history. I feel that in my spirit. Um, it'll, it'll happen if we pray it into being. And there's a scripture I'd love to share with you tonight. It will come up on the screen. It's Daniel 2.21. And just as I share a few insights, uh, it just says that he, God, determines the course of world events. He removes kings and sets others on the throne. And you and I need to know, whatever happens this year, God is in control. The devil's not in control. The wicked are not in control. The demons are not in control. Godless people aren't in control. God is in control. And sometimes we can't figure out why, why God it seems slow to do it. But, you know, he, this is a season in this ne these next years where we're going to see kings removed. Who are kings? I, I don't just mean royalty. I mean kings are leaders. And kings are leaders of domains. And I believe that what Greta is sharing in that, those different spheres of society that are in creation, like the media, like politics, like education and entertainment and the arts and sport and, and church and, and the economy, all those spheres of influence in society that really form the fabric of our nation, God is going to start removing kings that have not been serving His purposes, and He's going to start to set others on the throne. We saw that with Zimbabwe last year. Suddenly, Robert Mugabe is removed, and it happened at the same time that a score of prophets in Dallas were praying for Zimbabwe that God would bring a change of government in that nation, and He did it. And I, I believe people around the world had been praying. But God's going to do that. God's going to begin to remove people from positions of influence because He wants to set others on the throne who will do His business that will do His work, that will follow Him. Some of those, many of those will be believers. Some may not even be believers, but they'll be used by God to further His purposes. That's what the Bible says. God used a lot of pagan kings to extend His kingdom in the Old Testament. Cyrus was one of those. He didn't know the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar was one of those. He didn't know the Lord until the very end of his life, these Babylonian and Persian kings. And yet God used them to further His kingdom in the earth. Psalm 7510 is another key scripture for these next few years. And by the way, I'm praying these. These are on my radar to keep praying every week that God will do this. And Psalm 75, 10 says, I will cut off the strength of the wicked, but I will increase the power of the godly. I tell you what, we are seeing throughout the earth uh, righteousness and wickedness kind of growing up together, weed and tears. We are seeing a sharp difference now. Uh, the wicked are getting more wicked. The righteous are getting more righteous. And I haven't used that term wicked except for the last few years because, you know, you like to think, well, people, you know, they're just not, they're not evil. They're blind. But listen, there are evil people. There are wicked people. And God's going to start removing him. Now, he can remove wicked people in two ways. Either he can save them, like Saul, the persecutor of the early church. He was a wicked man, but he was an ignorant man. He was blind. And because of his blindness, God overlooked his wickedness and saved him. So God can remove some wicked people by saving them. But those that will not turn to the Lord, he just removes them. Somehow he just gets them out of the way. And so I believe we're going to see this. And this is another scripture I'm praying for these next two years because we need godly people up in government. We need godly people in education. We need to take back the universities and get rid of all the liberals that have been polluting the young generation growing up. We need, you know, the, the liberals and the wicked. They call themselves liberal. They're just wicked. The liberalism they espouse is godlessness killing babies, anything goes, doesn't matter. It's an abandonment of all of God's moral laws. And God's going to deal with it. He's getting serious because He wants a world one to Jesus, His Son. 
He wants a world in which righteousness dwells. And I think in these next few years, God is going to be doing that so strongly. So well, how will God cut off the strength of the wicked? Well, He does it by changing people, but He also does it by dethroning satanic principalities and powers. And that's in response to the church praying and spiritual warfare. I'm so glad on January the 31st, the church in Auckland's coming together to pray. I'm believing God to fill that place. It has a capacity of 10,000. You know, we, we should all get there. If you can possibly get there, get there. Because, man, when the, this is phenomenal, guys. Last year, 3,000 over two, 6,000 over two nights gathered for prayer. We had not seen that in Auckland for more than 30 years. You've done it out west here. You've had united prayer meetings, but the whole city, no, hasn't happened for decades. And we're doing it again. And I just think God commands blessing and unity. He's up to something. We want to get on board with that. Don't stay home watching TV that night. Just get out to the prayer meeting and pray for our city for a few you seek the welfare of our city, you will have welfare. You know, I think God is going to um, not only dethrone powers of darkness in the nations as the church prays and pro- proclaims Jesus, but He's going to deploy His sons and daughters into positions of governance and influence throughout the earth. And that word deployment is kind of like highlighted to me. I think it's a big word. For this year, that God will deploy. You know, God will deploy. When our kids were younger, we used to play a board game called Risk. It was like a world conquering game. So you had armies and you would conquer nations and continents. And, and uh, I used to love beating the kids. And I would deploy my armies strategically and just to win the game. And, and, uh, and so the whole thing of deployment, it was like strategic deployment. And I feel like that's what Father's doing. He's got his army, hallelujah. He's going to deploy his armies. He's going to deploy his sons and daughters. And I feel that many that have been hidden in recent years, God's going to bring you out of hiding. I think many of God's people have been hidden throughout the earth. And the reason God allows us to be hidden is for two things. Number one, protection. He hides us to protect us from the enemy because we may not be ready yet to face that battle. The other thing that he hides us for is character development so that when he unleashes us, we have the character to handle the governmental authority that he entrusts to us. Because if you don't have the character to handle the authority heaven is releasing, it can wreck us. Power can wreck people. So he hides us. He, he protects us. He develops character. And these next two years will see many deployed by God into positions of influence in all spheres of leadership, political, business, media, entertainment, education, sport, and church. I believe some old, less effective doors are going to shut for people. But don't be distressed by that because new ones will open. When God shuts a door, He opens another one. And maybe some existing doors are going to become more effective. And I, my, my word to you is don't fear if God repositions you this year. Don't fear if things start changing because understand that He's deploying you for His purposes. Many who have been hidden for protection will come out of hiding Many whose character has been trained through refining and trials and difficulties will come into a governmental authority this year. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to become the boss of your company necessarily, but it means you're going to carry an authority in the spirit realm. You're going to have influence in, in, in your family and in, in wherever life takes you. And I go back to the scripture that I shared this morning. It is my hot number one scripture at the moment, Philippians 2.30. So you're going to hear it again. If you heard it this morning, I'm not apologizing. You just need to hear my hot scripture. This is it. God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. Hallelujah. Wow. When we align with his will, when we bring him pleasure, when our motivation is not governance because we're going to be bigwigs and wield power. No, when our motivation to have authority is that his kingdom would come, that we'd bring pleasure to his heart, that we'd be obedient to his will, then God is working powerfully in us, seeking 
to accomplish that. Greta talked about fire in the last few years. Greta and I have noticed around the nations of the earth, God releasing a lot of fire, particularly in three areas. One is prayer. It's like people are praying like never before. And, uh, you know, it's just like a fire's coming down out of heaven. And, uh, you know, the best way to learn to pray is just to pray. You don't need to go to a seminar on it. That can help. You don't need to read a book on it. That can help. The best thing to do is just start praying. And, uh, and I've just been praying, Lord, take me deeper this year. Ta- you know, help me to pray more than I've ever done before. Because it's, it's not us. It's the Spirit of God within us. So he's releasing a fire in prayer. He's releasing a fire in mission. And he's releasing a fire of hunger that we might pursue the presence and power of God. And this is to the end that the first half of the Lord's Prayer will be fulfilled. You remember the Lord's Prayer? The disciples one day said, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? He said, well, this is how you should pray. You pray this way. Our Father who is in heaven, honored be your name. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the first half of the prayer. Second half of the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Second half of the prayer. And you'll notice there's a change when it goes from the first half to the second half. See, the second half of the prayer is all about you and me praying for our personal needs to be met. Give us daily bread. Lord, the things we need for life, money and clothing and all of that stuff. He knows our needs. And and, and Lord, protection. Don't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil. And and Lord, keeping my spirit sweet and forgiving my enemies and walking in holiness. It's all that personal stuff. And it's valid and it's good and it's legitimate because God is a good and kind father. And we sung about that. And he wants his kids to ask him for everything that you need for your needs to be met. But you know what? A lot of Christians are camped in the second half of the prayer. A lot of churches are camped in the second half. But God wants to shift us from the second half, not that we stop doing that, but He wants to make the first half of the Lord's Prayer the priority for the church on earth. That, that is, let His kingdom come. Let His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let His name be honored throughout the nations of the earth. When the church starts praying from the first half, and this is what I love about this church, it's you, the church element, you're praying for the first half, but let's get on board with that. Keep praying from the first half of the Lord's Prayer, and you'll find the second half will almost take care of itself. You just have to quickly say, oh, God, do this, do that, and He'll do it. But give yourself to praying that the kingdom comes. Give yourself to saying, Lord, this year, would you position me? Would you use me? Would you take me and position me? You know, Greta mentioned a chess game, and as I was praying, saying, Lord, what do you want to do at the end of this meeting? He just showed me a picture of a chessboard. How many have ever played chess before? Okay, some of you won't have, and, and so, but I, so I hope I don't bore you, but there's a lot of different pieces on a chessboard, is that right? And they can move in different ways. You know, the little old pawn, little tiny pawn, just moves one square at a time. And, and then you've got, uh, you got uh, castles or rooks, and they just kind of move in straight lines. And then you got, uh, you've got bishops that move diagonally, and you've got, you've got knights that kind of go up and across, and And then you've got the best piece of all, the queen. And the queen can move any direction she likes. And that's the greatest piece on the board, apart from the king, which is the greatest piece. And, you know, you might be thinking, man, you know, you're talking about deployment and positioning. I feel like I'm just a little pawn, just a little pawn. I'm just living a little simple life, and you're talking about, you know, position and governance. Listen, let me tell you, a little pawn can take an opposition queen. Come on. If that queen gets in the wrong position, the pawn can take it. There's there's power in the pawn. Hallelujah. There is power in the little piece. There's power in this place. Never say, oh, I'm just a little piece. If you allow God to strategically deploy you, you can take the enemy's queen. You can render powerlessness in your workplace. You got to go in there and pray for a change of atmosphere. You have influence in your workplace. You may not say anything to the boss or to the other workers, or you may, but you can pray a change of atmosphere in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your home, wherever you go, because you have an authority born of God, and He's releasing His sons and daughters. You know, this whole thing of praying from the first half, you know, I think I've shared it before that 20 years ago, 
There were only 20, a few 24-7 prayer houses around the world or prayer rooms. Today, they're an estimated 20,000. There's a lot of prayer going on around the earth. You know, I read the other day, uh, we're reading a, a, a book at the moment called God and Donald Trump, and you might think that's an oxymoron, but uh, it's actually not It's uh, if you read the book. But anyway, what we discovered in that book is, you know, during those elections in, the America, in America, Cindy Jacobs deployed 10,000 intercessors to go into four or five of the swing states, and they just prayer walk states where the, the election was going to be won or lost, praying for God's purposes. So whether you like Trump or not, I think he's there by the hand of God, and, uh, and you just, you know, he's doing a lot of good for Christians and uh, don't believe what the media say. And, and he needs help. You know, he, the Twitter feeds can get a bit, you know, kind of edgy, but God bless him. But uh, he's, he's, doing a, he's doing a lot of great things for, for Christianity. And, and uh, I don't know if he knows the Lord or not, or if he does, he's certainly like a baby Christian, but we just need to pray for him. And, uh, you know, I, sorry, President. And... Uh, but, but I just thought, wow, 10,000 intercessors got deployed, deployed, and they made, a, they made a historic change and stopped the march of liberalism, for a moment at least, in the United States. Wow, if God could deploy His people, if you and I could just wake up in this year of supermoons and king tides that are all prophetic and 70-year anniversaries and all of that. So if we could just wake up and say, God, in these next two years, deploy Church Unlimited. Deploy us. Deploy every church. And some churches might have a pawn ministry and some might have a, a rook ministry and some might have a bishop ministry. And I, I want us to have a queen ministry going every which way throughout the nations of the earth. Going here, going there, not confined. Going major, we just, you know, we can do that. We can believe God for that. And in a moment, we're going to sing a great song that will allow the Holy Spirit to, he's calling on him, say, Lord, let those tongues of fire rest on us. You know, the Bible says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. What was Jesus talking about there? Deployment. He said, when my Spirit comes on you, you're going to be empowered to testify of me here, there, and there. I'm going to deploy you in different places. It starts with the power of the Holy Spirit coming on us. I think at the beginning of 2018, we need to be calling on God, pour your Spirit out on my life afresh. Pour it out, Lord. Pour it out. And just before we get to sing that song, you know, one of the greatest deployments, one of, Greta talked about shift and change, and I'm talking about deployment where, you know, God takes you and he, you're there and he puts you there and he deploys you strategically. One of the greatest acts of deployment that can happen is that you come into the kingdom of God if you're not in it already. The passion of Jesus when he taught us to pray, so you pray to the Father that his name is honored, that my, that my Father's kingdom will come on earth. And ultimately, one day, Jesus will come back and he will rule the nations and the kingdom will be physically manifest. But right now, it's here spiritually in the hearts of all that believe in Jesus as the Son of God and who yield their will to him. And, you know, to come into the kingdom, Jesus said to a man called Nicodemus, he said, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. So everybody who's not born again is outside the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's an amazing place to be. And you say, well, how do I get born again? You can become born again by receiving Jesus into your life, asking him to forgive you from your sin, saying, Lord, I want to give my life to you. And the moment you open up your life, you believe he died on a cross for you, that your sin that separates you from a holy God, because the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Then the moment you turn to Jesus, you receive that free gift. You're forgiven and you're cleansed, you're washed clean, and it's like you're born again, again. It's like you were born once as a little baby, but now your spirit is made alive. You are born into the kingdom of God, and everything changes when you become a member of God's family. You don't become a child of God by being religious, by being good enough. You become a child of God by receiving Jesus into your life. Because you know what? He's done all the work. He's done all the work. 
You know, we had a, I was sharing this morning, we had a family member pass away this week. And uh, although she maybe had a nominal church background, uh, it was really right at the end of her life that she made her peace with God, right at the end. God gave Greta a beautiful vision a few days after she passed away of her in heaven. And she looked restored and glorious. And she's looking with awe and wonder, just aghast at what she was seeing, never realized. And I'm thinking, wow, God, right at the last minute of her life, and she gets that reward. And that reminded me of a, of a parable Jesus told one day. He said, man went out to hire laborers for his field, and he went out at six in the morning, and he got some workers, and he kept going out every two or three hours, and some of them walked all through the heat of the, worked through all the heat of the day, said, I'll pay you, I'll pay you a certain amount. And then he goes out at five o'clock. You know, one hour before knockoff time, and he hires some more. And, and at six o'clock, it's knockoff time, and and then they all get to get go and get paid. And and the people that are working one hour, they get they get this amount. And the other workers think, well, that's what he promised us. Maybe we're going to get more. But when they get there, they just get the same amount. They said, this isn't fair. He said, yes, it is. If I want to be generous, I can be generous. And sometimes people will walk all their lives with Jesus. And they get to heaven, and other times, in the last few minutes of a person's life, they give their hearts to Christ, and they get to heaven as well. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's amazing. Hallelujah. It's the grace of God. It's the mercy of God. Now, just in case you think, well, I can go and play around at the last minute of my life. I'll get... No, no. There, there are rewards that God is going to give for a long service. Yeah, there are rewards. I mean, heaven is the greatest reward, but there are other rewards he's going to give. It's all in my book that's available in the foyer about those rewards. All that to say, I'm just going to give a, an opportunity now for anyone here that you need to give your life to Jesus or you need to come back to him this evening. Why don't we close our eyes to help us concentrate? And uh, if you know that you need to give your life to Jesus, ask him to forgive you, or you've walked right away from God and you need to come back to him tonight, then why don't you do it at the beginning of 2018? Say, I am going to get right with God. I'm going to make my peace with God tonight. And I'm going to ask you, if that's you, you know you need to give your life to Jesus or come back to him, would you quickly raise your hand right where you're sitting? God bless you, ma'am. Thank you. Is there someone else? Just quickly raise your hand. Just quickly raise your hand as I scan the room and the balcony. Just lift your hand up and wave it at me. I don't want to miss anybody. God bless you. Is that you? Is that why you're you lifting your hand, little girl? You're not sure, all right? <laughs> Anyone else? Don't allow fear to stop you. Uh, sometimes there's a real tug of war in these moments. And the enemy just does not want you to make that step of connection with Jesus. But you just got to overcome fear. Because the moment you overcome fear, the power of heaven comes in and touches your life. Is there anyone else just saying, yeah, I need Jesus in my life? Uh, or you need to come back to him, just quickly raise your hand right now. Just quickly raise your hand as I scan the room one last time. Just lift it up high. All right, I don't see anyone else. Let's all stand, shall we? We're going to all pray that prayer together. And especially the person that raised their hand, will you pray it with all your heart? Here we go. Let's pray it. Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me all my sins. I'm sorry for them, Lord. I turn away from them. And tonight I turn to you. I believe you died on a cross for me. That I could be forgiven. I believe you rose again from the dead. And you're alive. So I now open the door of my heart. And ask you to come and live in me. By your spirit. Lord Jesus, I now receive you. Give me power to live for you for the rest of my days. Amen. Amen. Well, if you were the one person that raised your hand and you prayed that prayer, that's exactly what God has done for you. And at the end of the meeting, um, when people are going, we'd love you to just come and, and say hi to me and Greta. We'd love to pray with you, maybe give you something that'll help you know the next step. But we're going to sing a great song. Uh, and then at the end of the song, Greta and I just want to come back and part a bit of fire in the Holy Spirit tonight. And uh, so let's, I don't know, have you guys sung this here before, Adrian? Is it a new song? It's a new song. Some of you will have heard it by Elevation Worship. Make it a real prayer tonight. Amen.
to make him known to others. Now, I don't know about you, but at the start of this year, I'm saying, God, 2017 was great, but I want this year to be greater. I need some more fire. I need some more Holy Spirit anointing, some uh, presence of God in my life. So I'm gonna get Greta to pray that God will release fire. Why don't you just lift your hands to heaven? Really expect a deluge and a download and an impartation tonight. Thank you, Jesus. 
Oh Lord, we say we are hungry, we are desperate, we want to be your burning ones. Lord, we call, Spirit come, we call, fire fall on us that we might be positioned for your purposes, that we might release shift and change with the power of the Holy Spirit, with his boldness and his anointing. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I release the Holy Spirit. Receive, be filled with the Spirit. Tongues of fire, let the fire fall on you. Receive a fresh outpouring of the Spirit and fire in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let it burn in our hearts. Let your fire burn. Thank you, Lord. Release that mighty power of God all through this room. Let the fire fall. Many of you will actually feel heat in your bodies right now, or you'll feel shaking or quaking. Some of you won't feel anything. That's all right. You just take it in faith. Right now, Lord, we just release that fire of the Holy Spirit that you will deploy. I just release that word deployment over every life. That, Lord, we will be strategically deployed more effectively this year. Whether that involves change or not, even if nothing changes, that we will be more fruitful, more effective. I just release that. Lord, let there be positioning. Let the chess pieces... You know, a master chess person, they know about five moves ahead what they're planning. And you might only see one move. It doesn't make sense. I feel like for some of you this year, maybe some of the moves are not going to make sense. But you need to know that your father sees the next move and the next one and the next one. And what he's doing this year is positioning you for those those further moves that's going to end up in checkmate for the devil. Hallelujah. Checkmate for the kingdom of God. So I just release faith for deployment, for positioning, for preparation. Let those that are being hidden, Lord, let them come out at the right time into greater effectiveness greater fruitfulness in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, why don't we give the Lord a clap? Why don't we honor Him? We're going to head back to Pastor Helen.